0: Good afternoon, everybody, Uneducated Economist here. So I went back and watched one of my videos that I had done about four months ago. Um, It was talking about what I expect to take place in the economy over the next six months. And uh, it was pretty interesting. Actually, I was wearing the exact same hoodie in that video, which I thought was kind of weird. I was just watching it and I'm like, whoa, that's the same shirt that I'm wearing right now. So anyway, um, in that video, I was talking about the stimulus and when the stimulus runs out. And once that stimulus runs out, that the pain would start to set in. And we're really starting to see it take place now. Even like, you know, and it, it started with lumber. Like I, I knew if you follow lumber, whatever is taking place in lumber, if lumber's on its way up, then you saw the economy doing well. But once lumber peaked and things started to change as far as lumber prices dropping, that's when you started to see like... The other hiccups beginning to take place inside of the economy, mainly dealing with like the eviction moratoriums, employment, um, sales of like new homes, all these things started to take a shift as far as a downward trajectory. Now, a lot of people will look at employment as like, I mean, I hear this like, excuse, well, if they paid more, you would have more employees. That's not the case if you stopped feeding people and you stopped housing them, then you would have less employment because people would have to go to work. All right. right now, people don't feel like they have to go to work. They feel like they get, you know, the stimulus checks, they get their rent paid for. There was no real incentive to go out there and try and perform a task as far as acquiring money and paying your bills. You just didn't need to do that. So... It put a mindset out there to the people that they will always have this option going towards them, that no matter what, there will always be a place to live and there will always be food to eat. They don't see it any other way and it's conditioning. Well, now you're going to start seeing what happens when all those benefits get cut off and you have to go out and seek your survival. I mean, what are you going to do? Now, a lot of people took that stimulus and they saved it. I saved a good chunk of mine. But most didn't save it. They bought new cars. They went on vacation. They spent it all. They just didn't keep it. They bought new TVs and stuff. So now, you're stuck in a situation in which that you need to come up with either a living, back rent, payments, something, and... You The conditioning leading up to this wasn't conducive to making payments. So, what do we expect here coming into the future? Well, we're just now starting to see the pain. I mean, this isn't even the pain. This is more like an annoyance being introduced as far as the home builder sentiment dropping and the consumer sentiment dropping. Soon you're going to have the Federal Reserve backing off on their quantitative easing programs. The easy money policies are going to shift away and come into more tightening policies. A lot of people won't won't agree with that, but, you know, we all, we all see what we see and make the decisions on what we believe. So this is what I see coming. Well, it isn't hard to see it because if you just go and look over at China, the things that are taking place in China will eventually happen in, well, throughout the rest of the world, but will happen to the United States as well. And I'll leave links down in the description for a lot of the stuff. So when it comes to China, look about what's going on over there right now. They have corporate bond defaults that are like running rampant right now. And now a lot of these bonds, these corporate bonds, these junk bonds, they're due in U.S. dollars. Think about that for a second. How much demand for dollars is there going to be when you have countries around the world who have issued out debt corporations who have issued out debt in US dollars and when they're trying to get out of those positions or those debts are coming due how much demand for dollars is there gonna be you know this is one of the things that I've talked about a lot a lot of people say that the dollar is dead and nobody's gonna be wanting it and it's like you know it's a worthless currency might as well just pitch it now but yet there is a lot of contracts that are still doing dollars and they need to come up with those dollars So it's not like the dollar is like a worthless currency that nobody wants. They're going to need it to get out of those positions. That's the demand for the Federal Reserve liabilities. And nobody knows how extensive that really is. You know, just look at the dollar index right now. It's, I mean, compare it, take that dollar index and take it back to like, I don't know, 10 years. And you're going to see like right now, the dollar is stronger than it pretty much was over the last 10 years. Comparatively to a basket of currencies of the world, the U.S. dollar index there. So it's easy to say, look at all the money printing, dollar destruction, definitely gone its way out. It's another thing to try and bring in all that information to try and look at it as a bigger picture and say how much demand for the dollar is there really going to be going into the future. You know, once the Federal Reserve turns off that quantitative easing, that's money tightening. I mean, that's a dollar tightening policy. That means it's going to be more difficult to get your hands on dollars. It's going to be more difficult to pay the debts. When that starts to take place, asset prices begin to fall. And considering, like, again, the conditioning that people have been put into, it's hard to imagine, like, a time where, like, the stock market goes down. Like, everybody sees it go down for a second, but then it just comes right back and continues on its way. That's the conditioning that people are in for pretty much all assets it doesn't matter if it's houses or anything else you know if if they see that crash they just think okay just hold on just a minute it'll be right back government will put it back and then it'll continue on its way and you know no worries but hardly anybody imagines or thinks about a time of continually falling asset prices like that is like they can't even conceptualize that you know there's a huge difference on what's taking place right now comparatively to what was going on over a year ago. Like when we started going into the whole COVID lockdown, think about the perception of people. Think about the, the panic buying that they went into. Do you see that happening? I mean, they really should be panic buying. They should be loading up on their, you know, on their essentials right now, but that's not taking place. It's like, they've almost like "Eh, that old story. So, yeah, there's going to be a pretty tough time coming in as people are not even prepared to deal with a downturn inside of the economy, inside of stocks, real estate, all that stuff. That is very difficult for people to even wrap their heads around the possibilities of something like that happening. But I see it. I see it coming. I see it as the pain that is needed in order for Congress to change the way that the money policies are actually done over at the Federal Reserve. I mean, we've talked about that plenty of times, but if the Federal Reserve is to enact a digital currency, they need to change the way that the laws are written as far as the Federal Reserve's charter and how they're injecting money into the system. They can't really do it right now the way the laws are written. However, it's just a matter of Congress to act, change the laws, things will be different after that point. However, Congress doesn't do anything without the people freaking out on them. Once the people start to freak out, then Congress will be will do anything to to chill the people. Anyway, um so let's leave it at that. Uneducated economist. You guys let me know.